Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy and Lisa. You know, we travel the country um, and, you know, as, as pet sitting as we do our park travels with our parks and travel magazine. But, you know, during the pandemic and on and off, we pretty much stay in a lot of bed and breakfast. I think over two years uh, we visited and covered over 30 bed and breakfast and made a lot of friends. And we highly recommend that when you travel that you stay in a bed and breakfast. Uh, they, you know, the innkeepers know just about everything. Like they know how to hook you up, like with anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, right, Nancy? I mean, oh, it's true. They, mm-hmm. they, they're like, they know everything about what's going on in a region. And the, you know, the service is real and the hospitality, um, just they're so friendly and it's a real stay, uh, very authentic. It's not what you're going to get. What What is Glenn, our friend over in England, Glenn Burroughs from Norfolk Tours, say, Nancy, the spit and cardboard places? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a place where you get spit and cardboard. You want places Uh-oh. with charm, authenticity. Um, maybe you want a nature view. Maybe you're in a historic downtown. Um, you know, but you want something authentic with charm and uh, bed and breakfast certainly do that. And today we're going to chat with a group of bed and breakfast. We have part one and part two. This is part one. And we're talking about bed and breakfast that do something special for those who serve in the military and those uh, veterans of the military and also look at what they do in their community and what their community does in respect and honor for those who have passed, especially when we look at like memorial parks and and um, maybe Veterans Day parades, all kinds of um there's so many ways to honor and respect those who have served our country. So uh, this is all part of our military programming. We do a monthly um, Big Blend radio show, Military Monday show, every first Monday with Mike Wardy, who's a military historian. And we do quite a lot of programs on the military, military history and current service. So very excited about today's show. Our first guests are Steve and Karen Wilson. You hear them every second Tuesday on Big Blend Radio with their Adventures in Asheville podcast with us. And uh, they're back today. I go to their website, lion-rose.com. They're in the Montford Historic District of Asheville, North Carolina. And I think we, we stayed with them, what, how many years ago, Karen? Steve, welcome back. It was, what, two, three years ago? Three. Oh, yeah, about three years, three. I think. Yeah, yes. see, and and they know everything about us. They do. <laughs> no, we stayed with them. Much. No, no, yeah. I know, right? It's a good bad and the ugly. No, we stayed with them on our way up north, and um, it was you know just a wonderful chance meeting, and uh, we go back and mm-hmm. see them and stay there as often as we can. We even got to be um, innkeepers for a few days. They they allowed us to learn how to become mm-hmm. innkeepers for a story that we did. So they're very trustworthy, amazing human beings that um, trusted us. And um, we thank them for that experience. And all I can say is bed and breakfast, y'all work hard, right, Nancy? That is some Mm -hmm. hard work. Nancy learned about cooking Mm -hmm. for like a table of nine, 10 people that had to be served all at once. Right, Nancy? In the Victorian kitchen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Steve. I, I got it, though. I think one of the first things we learned about the Lion and the Rose, obviously it's a beautiful Queen Anne, it's beautiful uh, Victorian B&B. But Steve, I think it was the first thing we talked about really 
um, was the veterans programs. And so this ties back to mm -hmm. you and Karen's family, right? Mm-hmm. So your, yep. your, didn't yep. your dad serve? And, or Karen, your dad both served? Both of our dads. Yeah, both our dads served in the Army. Both of our okay. dads did. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So you're both yeah, Army brats both then. Army. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was just our nice. way of calling you guys brats. But everyone, uh, lion-rose.com. Um, so how many nice. rooms? Tell, Karen, give everybody an overview of the inn because it's how many rooms. And before I do it, we, since I know, we, I know all those rooms very well. <laughs> we have five rooms so it's nice and intimate we have four um rooms on the second floor and then we have a suite on the top that's like a mini apartment and as i'll say on the third floor with a private balcony and all that so and if you um, stay for an extended stay you get beer home you crafted beer. yes now <laughs> Our, our latest promotion is that if you stay uh, three nights or more, you will get your own personal in-room tap with one of I our beers. It. Yeah, because cool. Steve's a brewer. It's very cool. And when you check mm -hmm. in, yep. he gives you a, a fresh glass of beer. That's a fresh Ooh. glass of beer that's fermented like it's supposed to be. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Complete with alcohol oh. and everything. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That That helps, you know. Um, and delicious <laughs> breakfast that Steve, you typically make the breakfast and, um, yeah, I make the breakfast. I get up early and, oh, thank you. I have tater mm. tots. Can we talk mm. about tater tots? Mm. Well, different. <laughs> they're not just tater tots. No, no. Nope. They're little, tell everybody about the tater tots because you're in beer city, USA. So you take care of people on Sundays. They need it. You, you, you yep. do very mm -hmm. good. Tell them about After the tater drinking tots. all that beer. In the, mm -hmm. After drinking all that beer, we've come up with a tater tot waffle, and that's the perfect thing after drinking a little too much beer the next morning. Mm. <laughs> and you get a beer mosa as well to give you a little bit of hair of the dog, right? Just to get you mm -hmm. a little Absolutely. bit. And some vitamin C. Yep, on request. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've also got <laughs> Judy Truitt here. She is from the Virginia Cliff Inn from Glen Allen, Virginia. I encourage you to go to their website. It's VA Cliff and Cliff with an E at the end. So VA Cliff Inn.com. So welcome, Judy. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're happy that you're here. And mm -hmm. give us a little idea of where uh, Glenn Allen is in Virginia and just a little overview of your bed and bread. By the way, everybody on the show, you guys have to go to their websites. It's beautiful. We want to go everywhere. <laughs> You know, it's beautiful. So give everyone an, an idea of the Virginia Cliff Inn so they know why they need to come and stay. Well, it's it's conveniently located to I-95. So if you're traveling, you know, north versus north to south or south to north along, it's a great little place to come off the highway. We're about a mile from I-95. Um, it's very secluded. It's very peaceful. It's the perfect relaxing getaway. We have beautiful grounds. Um, we're just, um, we're on the east side of Glen Allen, so we're right along Richmond. We're like 15 minutes from Richmond. We're 15 minutes from King's Dominion. There's a bunch, I mean, D.C. is like two hours away. Virginia Beach is an hour and a half away. Williamsburg, there's so many attractions that surround us that we're a nice central located place when you just want to get away from everything. And you got a ton of military history for sure in your area. We were just talking about yes. that. Like 
we were talking about yes. battlefields of Virginia, and then somebody was just saying to me, they're like, that is what Virginia is, is one big battlefield. <laughs> it really is, you know? I mean, so much history that happened in Virginia, it's, it's a, incredible and, and beautiful at the same time, incredibly beautiful. And it looks like your inn is just, that's like a manor. I mean, that is, that's an estate. That's huge. How many rooms do you have? So we have we have five rooms in the house, but we have actually six guest rooms. We have like a little carriage house on the side of the house. Cool. Um, uh, you know, it's great for the perfect getaway. It has a little kitchenette, but I mean, it was an old farm. It was farmhouse that was designed after George Washington's headquarters. Mm. So it's okay. Georgian, mm. Georgian, Georgian, <laughs> architecturally designed home. <laughs> But it's, it and, looks uh, so huge! Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's it's gorgeous, and and it was built in 1850. So a wow. lot of the downstairs has the original molding, the floors, the stairs, the trim. Mm. So, and wow. we're right along historic Mountain Road, which Thomas Jefferson used to travel along between Richmond and Williamsburg, and all around. Wow. Okay. So, man, talk about some history. There, you've got Revolutionary yeah. War history. Then, you know, you got you've got it all going on. Oh, wow. And so, we've got Virginia, but now we're going to go on a little road trip to uh, West Virginia, and um, we're going to talk about the Gillum House bed and breakfast, um, and also just charming. I mean, I'm looking at some of the pictures, like even the outside. If you look at the art, this is the thing. The architecture is always fascinating to me. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to welcome Kathleen Panic. I, I believe she was on our show. I know from before. <laughs> I know she. I know the name, and I know looking at this, I know she was on the show. I think during the pandemic, but um, she is in Shinston. West Virginia. So welcome back, Kathleen. How are you? Thank you. I'm very fine. Thank you. Um, Shinston, West Virginia is just seven miles west of I-79 at exit 124. Um, We're a town of about 2,300, but we have two parks. Each one has a walking trail around it. Uh, The big park has a zero-grade entry um, swimming pool. We have a performance center uh, for the Shinston Community Band and other bands have been there. We've also had Shakespearean plays there. Uh, the cool. Gillum House has three guest rooms. One is a king bed with a private ensuite bathroom. The other two rooms have queen beds and they share a bathroom that has a 60 inch shower. We have a deadbolt lock on that back bathroom door, and I have the only key, so no mm-hmm. one can ever be walked in on. Uh, I do. I roast <laughs> the coffees for breakfast. Uh, mm. I apologize. We only have twenty eight countries in house at the t- the moment. Um, wow. We also have our guests choose what meat they want for breakfast, and they can have either bacon, ham, my homemade pork sausage, pork chops, my homemade venison sausage, or steak. Wow. Wow. So this is, see, this is the food. Now, the actual house itself, can you tell us a little bit about it? Because even looking at the architecture, like you've got the columns, and then I feel like Hansel and Gretel were there. (laughs) With the little... It's just a 1912 four-square house. 
uh, nothing fancy to the house. It's just uh, has beautiful woodwork because that's what yeah. they did in that time period. Um, but it's everybody has seemed very comfortable here. I'm I'm not fancy. I'm not comfortable with fancy. I grew up on a farm. Yeah. And as my first reviewer said, this is a place that you walk in and you feel like you can kick off your shoes and relax. And mm. that's what I want my guests to feel like here. Just I think, yeah, I think a lot of B&Bs have, have really gone into, it used to be like, don't you, you know, take your shoes off when you get to the door kind of thing. And I think uh, it's, yeah. it's, from our experience no, of, of no, staying, no. it's changed. You don't have it, to, you do not have to mm -hmm. take your shoes off here. You don't want us to. <laughs> we probably mm -hmm. not hiking. <laughs> you probably don't want that to happen. So everyone, uh, GillumHouse.com is the website. It's G-I-L-L-U-M, GillumHouse.com. So we're going to go from West Virginia up to Kalamazoo, Michigan. And we're going to talk Kalamazoo. about the Stewart Avenue. In yeah, you and I have been through there, Kalamazoo area. Beautiful lakes. Uh, Michigan is a gorgeous state. And um, they have good beer, too. Um, anyway, Dana, Dana Underwood is joining us. Welcome, Dana. How are you? I'm great. Uh, it's actually sunny today. It snowed yesterday, but it's sunny today. So. Well, hey, I'm glad for, I, you know, can you send somewhere we are in, in uh, Maryland? We've, we've been going through rain since we got here, but, you know. It's all good. But um, I want everyone to know your website is stewartavenueinn.com. And that's Stuart with a U-A, not an E-W, stewartavenueinn.com. But like going on your website, it looks like this is another mm -hmm. just amazing piece of history that, that people get to stay in. How is that? A, is that Victorian? Or tell us a bit about the yes, building. It's, it's beautiful. It's a Queen Anne um, and mm. it's remarkable in that it has not been changed very much over the years. It was built in 1886. Um, it was a single family home up until the 50s and then sort of multifamily housing, but remarkably uh, pristine in the sense that the rooms have not been cut up. Um, we have seven rooms. They mm. all have private baths and they have little kitchenettes. Ooh. And we cater yeah. to a lot of people who are wanting to get out. We're equidistant from Chicago and Detroit, Minneapolis mm. and Indianapolis. So it's people who want to get out of town. Our Kalamazoo is a town of about 75,000, but reads like a, a town of about twice its size. It's got mm. theater. It's got bike trails. It's got art it's got festivals so we do a pretty brisk business with a lot of different types of of people and our style is kind of like the gillum house very relaxed <laughs> mm, nice. uh, we want our guests to enjoy and make use of the property we have a great garden and porches and a gazebo and when they're being used that's the best feeling Oh, that I agree. And gazebos are a special thing. That is, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go south now because we've got to go to Texas. We're going to go to East Texas out in the Piney Woods region. We love the Piney Woods. This is an area with lakes and it, 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 exquisite birding. Okay. So, cause it's on, it's right next to uh, Louisiana, which is also famous for its birding. 
And we're going to chat with Michael and her and her husband, Chuck uh, Own and Run, the Bird and Butterfly Inn. Can't beat that name. It's beautiful. Uh, so you go to thebirdandbutterflyin.com. So if you're nature lovers, this is going to be a place for you. So uh, they're in Jasper, mm-hmm. Texas. So welcome to the show, Michael. And how are you? Hi, we are great. We are um, having the most enviable weather of everyone on the call. It is a lovely 79 <laughs> degrees today with oh, very oh low my. humidity. Really? We for to, East I, Texas? I, I, drive, a, I wow. drive a convertible, and this is a top-down day. Oh, oh awesome. Sounds wonderful. That, we have to take those as we get them because in about six weeks, it is going to be, like, hotter than you know where. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh we know about that. Hot <laughs> sounding good to me. Yeah, but it looks so beautiful. Your inn looks like you are out in nature. Um, we are just, out in nature. Oh, we are it, yeah. on about mm. eight acres. We're on the Angelina mm. River. Our house inside and out looks like a very old house um, with very large, like the big moldings and stuff like that. But actually, it was built in 2009. And it was okay. not built to be originally a B&B. It was built to be a private home. And the owners who built it suddenly looked at themselves and said, hmm, it's you and me and 5,000 square feet. <laughs> so the B&B was a, a little bit of an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, are, we are a five-room property. We have three rooms in the main house, and we are actually converting the innkeeper suite because my husband and I are in an upstairs room. Um, one of our inside rooms includes the Pullman car room, which is modeled after an old Pullman train car. Wow, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that ties to four, Chicago, yeah. It has four sleeping berths. It has two queens and two twin beds. And then we have two standalone buildings on the property. We have what's called the Little White House, which is a little cottage. And then we have uh, the 1901 cabin, which, as the name indicates, was built in 1901. This is so cool. You know, um, your mm. area is beautiful. So do you get a lot of nature, especially with your name, nature people, bird watchers, you know, people that just need that real quiet kind of because it is yeah we're not we're not in a remote area we are north of town so we're Mm -hmm. not in the town proper we're about 20 minutes north of the town we are if you google lake sam rayburn and you blow your map up and you go way to the very bottom south part of the lake there is a little vertical line that comes off the lake that is the lake sam rayburn dam and we are one mile south on the west side of the Angelina River. We're one mile south from the dam. So we cool. have uh, our our logo is a blue heron and a little cloud sulfur uh, butterfly. And we see both of those things very frequently over the river, plus turtles and cormorants. Oh. And we love the kingfisher awesome. who jumps down and grabs the fish. So it's a lot of fun. That is awesome. That is awesome. I love that. I want to get into um, what you are all doing in regards to baking for men and women that are in service now and out in the field. And also, I know there's a wonderful Veterans Day program for uh, lodging, a Veterans Day lodging program for veterans uh, that we want to talk about. Um, But before we get into that, We've talked a little bit about the surroundings, but one thing I've noticed from all of your inns on your websites, and this does tie into military too, is um, it looks like people um, can go to your inns, your bed and breakfast uh, for small weddings, intimate weddings. I know elopements are still really big and a lot of people have decided, hey, we're going to have a smaller, more intimate wedding. Um, a lot of people are getting, you know, they have the small wedding and it's, it's zoomed out to family and friends. Um, 
but we're seeing a lot of that. And I think that's really grown over the last few years, especially during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to touch on that because I think this would be a really cool, you know, there's a lot of elopements in the military. I, I have a lot of friends who did that yes. and they're, they're happy. So it's, elopements are not a naughty thing like they used to be. Um, but, <laughs> now, now, now. but uh, Michael, it looks like you, you do weddings as well. We do weddings. Um, we do elopements for, and we it's called Just Us, and it's just for one hour on the property. It's a, do you, do you, great, bye. They get a cake and some floral, but it's it's very low-key. Nice. Um, we have a, a medium-sized wedding, and then we have a, a wedding that we say tops out at 50, but really we can do more like 60 or 75. We, we built a big <laughs> wedding and event deck on the property. It has a beautiful waterfall landscape off to the side of it. Ooh, nice. So we can go up to about 65. Wow, that's party. Mm. That's Steve and Karen, you you know, this is interesting because you both got married in a, in a bed and breakfast, right? Um, but, you know, Karen, I know you've had some weddings at the end, haven't you, at the Lion and the Rose? Yep. Yep. Ah. We've had several. And uh, it happens to be the first couple that Steve married was uh, military. Oh, wow. So that was wow. really cool to be in special to be part of it. Yeah. So, Steve, are yep, you ordained? Baby too. Oh. Yes, I am oh. ordained. Wow. Yes, he's ordained, so. That, we did yeah, that as a legal. precaution in case in case we couldn't get a minister, and so happened that day we needed it, and we made their day because she was on military leave, and they absolutely wanted to get married, and we're like, we're making this happen for you. Oh, that mm -hmm. is wow. so special! Wow. I remember you wow. had honeymooners there, and I know bed and breakfast make a nice, you know, yeah. retreat for honeymoons too. And I remember like that was my biggest fear. I'm like, it's their honeymoon. Everything has to be perfect. The stress, this, that was, and they turned out to be the coolest couple. And they're just so chilled out and relaxed. Hey, we're going hiking. Mm -hmm. We're going to go see waterfalls. And I'm like, is everything okay? Oh, yeah, man, it's all good. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, you guys. I don't, I, my hats are off to you, you know, and, and they had baked goodies, you know, and, and wine and mm -hmm. balloons. And I'm like, everything, flowers must be perfect. Everything has to be perfect yeah. for the honeymooners. It's like, no, you know, because yeah, people reflect on their memories. So it's a big deal, you know, and mm -hmm. that's why I say like, it's so special to go to bed and breakfast because the innkeepers really do attention to detail is big and making sure that you really mm -hmm. are creating memories that you're going to cherish forever. So I wanted to go to Judy over at the Virginia Cliff Inn. Do you do any weddings or elopements or small weddings? Oh, yes. Honeymoons? Uh oh, Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, we just actually introduced elopements this year, this past year, um, for the smaller intimate weddings. But we also double as a wedding venue, so we can have up to 225 people. Ooh, you guys so are having ha a big party. Have, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it, it's prime season right now, but we, you know, all kinds of weddings and it, mm. it's great, you know, people see and it, it's the garden, the grounds, it's all beautiful. We have a tent, we have a pavilion. So we do them all year round. Mm, that's awesome. So, Kath Kathleen at the Gillum House B&B, do you have any romantic elopements, weddings? I do elopements. Uh, they can have a maximum of four guests because I don't have parking mm -hmm. or bathroom. Um, during the spring through fall, the wedding ceremony takes place in a circa 1778 two-story log house. I have the key. 
We have wow. a yeah, retired Methodist minister that performs the ceremony. I make a small two-tiered cake. In fact, I have one coming up uh, next weekend, not this one coming up, but the next weekend. And the bride has asked for white roses instead of the red. I've already ordered her bouquet and his boutonniere. Um, wow. They get the top tier to take mm. home with them, just like they would at a big wedding. I do the video and the photographs. They get copies wow. of the DVD and all the photos on a CD. And it also includes one night with breakfast at the Gillum house. And the whole package is $8.50 plus tax. Wow. Like, seriously. Mm. See, mm. see, and that mm. way you can put your money into a honeymoon or into like your home. Mm -hmm. It, to me, the, I think there's something really special about the elopement and you don't have to worry about someone stopping you like, you know, you know, we don't we don't want oh, the person right. running. Stop the wedding. <laughs> stop the wedding. You don't want yeah. that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> so, sure. Dana, Dana, the Stewart Avenue Inn. Are you, are you doing weddings and elopements, honeymoons, romantic rendezvous? Woo woo. woo. No, we've taken a different tact. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do weddings, uh -huh. um, and uh, we decided we decided we didn't want to do those anymore. <laughs> okay, um, so we have moved on to sort of retreats and respite weekends. Oh, that's cool though, and and you get honeymooners too. I bet though that come out just for we get honeymooners, and we'll yeah. have, we'll definitely house a wedding party. You know, people who are going to a wedding, but mm. okay. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, and I think re the respite and the retreats, I think that's also something, you know, when when folks come home from service, that's an important thing, exactly. too, that um, mm -hmm. they get some time away. And that's what we are going to talk about a little bit later about the Veterans Day program. But um, for those who are out in service now in the field, there's nothing like getting, you know, a box of goodies, treats from home that are baked with love. And so this is the really dangerous portion of this show because we're going to talk about baked goods from bed and breakfast from, you Yummy. know, folks who really know how to bake. <laughs> and um, I know Karen is like the amazing baker at the Lion and the Rose. Karen, tell us a little bit about this baking program. We've talked about it over the years, but um, you, you're yeah. just you're like wanting to ring the bell for bed and breakfast to get on board. We need to get back to baking. I know during the pandemic, innkeepers had a little bit more time, but um, this mm -hmm. is a really important program. We've had Mike Guardi on the show with you last year, Memorial Day show, and um, he started talking about what they want yeah. in the field and things like, yeah, put M&Ms in there because they won't melt. And like he got all mm -hmm. excited about the food. And I think you ended up doubling <laughs> your batch on something like and adding else to what you were doing we did but, yeah we did we added more <laughs> tell everybody about this but program what happens okay so this is with a nonprofit organization called soldiers angels they have several other programs but i came across this that is called angel bakers so this is something that anybody can do for this matter where you can commit to baking whatever you want to bake and sending a package with baked goods, um, with other little things like magazines or decks of cards, socks, stuff like that, that the, any of our service members could use. Um, and just, you know, they're on a list. So they have the list of names that you can choose by military branch, by state, by man or woman. So you can kind of choose who you want to even send to, which makes it fun. 
Um, and we were calling this in support of our troops. Mm. So this is in the, across, the, uh, across the nation coming together to help bake and hopefully make some of these people's days. Let them know we care, that we're thinking about them, and we do appreciate everything they do. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Anyone can do this. So at home, we could be, you know, mm-hmm. even as we travel, I mean, we're in, you know, homes across America, basically, we could bake and, and send the, and this is year round. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. That's cool. Nancy. We just decided mm-hmm. to do it um, for military appreciation month. It gives all of us as innkeepers more time to kind of fit in our schedule when we can bake something and ship it and just, you know, let them know yeah. during they they need to know all the time they're appreciated, but we just figured it was a good time to target for most of us mm-hmm. timeline. Right, and May's a longer month. But you know, January, February, March gets wonky. Like I don't like those months. They get all weird about their months and timing. And then we have taxes in <laughs> April, so no one's happy with April. Oh, <laughs> but, no. but, 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 but but May, I think it's you know this is something that anyone can get on board with and really support those in service, men and women. Um, out there and I think this is really cool so Nancy you you can bake you're the science brain out of the two mm-hmm. of us so what would you bake mm-hmm. what would you bake if you could do oh, it right double now? double chocolate oh anything with double cookies. So, yeah what did yeah. you do this year Karen uh, so I have not baked yet I'm going to bake next week but um probably going to do the spent grain cookies so we use the spent grain from our from our beer um, we like to reuse and recycle everything possible and be su- uh, sustainable. But the spent grains add a different texture and taste into the cookies or breads or anything. It's kind of a nutty. Mm, what would you say, Steve? It's kind of a nutty, different yeah, kind of nutty. taste. I mean, it's, it's unique. It's got a grain in there and all that. So it has nice A little healthier, going. supposedly. A little healthier, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that, but spent grain is good, too, because then they kind of feel like they're having a beer. They want a beer, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different way, you know. So, Michael and I want to go to you over at the Bird and Butterfly Inn. Are you making butterfly cookies? Like, what what are you doing? What are you baking? And or have I you have baked not, them already? We have not baked. This is our first year. We just reopened um, as a new mm-hmm. property in October, so we're we're still getting our feet wet a little bit. But we're in. Um, we became aware of this program through an innkeeping uh, group on Facebook. And so um, I love to bake, and it seemed like a great opportunity to do something and give something back. So we are probably mm-hmm. just going to be doing the standard, you know, chocolate chip cookie. But I'm going to be looking around for something else that we can add in there that's going to make it a little a little more interesting and fun. Ah, uh, and I love that mm-hmm. you can put other Ooh. gifts in there, like cards, like what, you know, Karen was saying, something from home. Mm-hmm. Um, something, I think, you know, especially if they're overseas and, you know, things change so much. Um just something, you know, from the region, too, would be cool for them to know, hey, Jasper, Texas cares, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think that's that's really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, let's go to you, Dana. What are you baking or have you baked already? No, I'm baking next week. This is my first year participating. Awesome. And when I went to select the person I was baking for, they give you a list. And um, there was somebody who was lactose intolerant. And I have some really good... Uh, lactose-free uh, pound cakes. So that's oh, what ooh. I'm going to do. That's smart. Well, um, you know, because yeah, I know cool. that's the one thing, too, for B&Bs. You all have to, like, cook breakfast for all kinds of dietary restrictions, you know. Um, mm-hmm. yep. So yep. there's mm-hmm. 
that's a lot going on with that. So I, that is really special that you can do that. Judy, what are you doing at the Virginia Cliff Inn, unless you've already baked? I have. Judy? Judy, we can't hear you. Oh, wait, there you go. Now you're back. Okay, come back. Now we're back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell somebody that it's gluten-free because um, I get a lot of compliments on my gluten-free scones. So I will be cool. baking some scones and probably some um, healthy brownies. So, ooh. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited brownies. to do it. I yeah. love it. My son-in-law was in Afghanistan, and he kind of was on the receiving end. So it's really dear to me. And we yeah. have a big military family, awesome. so. Oh, that makes That's sense. Cool. So it really connects all in. I, I want to go over to Kathleen at the Gillum House uh, B and B, um, and and from there we're also going to talk some more. Go ahead. I haven't baked yet, but I'm going to probably make uh, my jeweled molasses cookies. I oh. have a recipe for a really good molasses cookie, yeah. and mm-hmm. I make it jeweled. I take every uh, dried fruit that I have in the house, mango and pineapple, figs, uh, cherries, I and chop those up and put in it. And I also add chocolate chips because everything's better with chocolate oh. chips. Oh, you're so right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and molasses so, is good for you. It's healthy. Call, it's got iron. It's very healthy. <laughs> I call them jeweled molasses cookies because Ooh. of all the fruits in them. Oh, that's really cool. It's a good way of, because it, you have to think about how they're, you know, they're going somewhere. So there's like a, you know, you want them still to be nice and fresh when they get there. And But, um, you know, Kathleen, I would be wary if Steve and Karen come to visit you, Steve may grab all that dried fruit and start <laughs> distilling it and making it into some, some of his beer there. You never you know. You never know. know. Oh, you never never know. know. I mean, why I not? have a healthy supply. I have a healthy supply of gluten-free flour. Oh, I get well. the Bob's Red Mill gluten, uh, all-purpose gluten-free, all-purpose flour, and nice. I have that on hand at all times. Good, that's mm-hmm. cool for for folks. Um, I want to touch on uh, the veterans program. Um, Kathleen, at, before we started recording, you shared this website with us, which I want everyone to know about. It's B and B. B.S. I didn't say B.S., but B.N.B.'s, right? Uh, ForVets.org. So B.N.B.'s, ForVets.org is an amazing website. And this connects to the Veterans Day program. It's even really the month of November, right? Where it's an amazing lodging program uh, that offers complimentary nights for veterans, right? And really something important for, as Kathleen was telling us earlier, for spouses. You want to give everyone an overview of that because everyone, I think, on this program is part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, be sure you have the word and, A N D, between the, the two Bs. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise it doesn't work. Or and just everyone, this will be in the babies. show notes, by the way, uh, just so everybody knows all the websites we're talking about, the ins, the different programs will be in the radio show notes. So wherever you're listening, whether it's podcast or YouTube or Facebook, wherever you're listening, just right. look in the show notes. I'll have the links there for everybody. But go ahead. Oh, sorry. Great. Mm-hmm. great. Um, everybody thinks to say thank you to the veteran and his mm-hmm. wife or her husband will be sitting next to the veteran that has something on them that 
indicates, yes, I'm a veteran. And people will go over and say, thank you for your service. And they'll totally ignore the spouse who's sitting there next to them uh, as if they don't even exist. But it's the spouse that takes care of the house, the kids, the moving, and all the other crap that goes with being in the military and is unpaid and unappreciated. And this B&Bs for Vets is a way for us to say thank you to the spouse as well as thanking the service person. Mm. It's mm. We ask a minimum of one room for one night, totally free of charge. Uh, and this year we are going to include the buy one, get one, which still gives them a free night mm. um, as because many of the inns have been hanging on by their bloody fingernails after being shut down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this way mm-hmm. they can still participate. And that, that is a good point too. I want to tell people, you know, when you travel, you know, the bed and breakfast really was a hard time. That's why we went to so many during the pandemic, because we wanted people to know somewhere open. They just had to change a mm-hmm. lot of things um, to make sure you were safe, safe and healthy. And when we talk about attention to detail and we're traveling, we're still all wanting to be careful, um, you know, health wise. Um, the B&Bs really like that attention to detail. I keep saying that term over and over because it's really true. And when you go, um, these inns, they do need your support. You're helping American small businesses. And this is something Nancy and I are insanely passionate about. I could go on a whole rant, but I won't. But I, I just really, uh, <laughs> small business, what you can do for communities, This your um, stay helps the immediate local community. Um, you know, when we talk about tourism and travel, um, when you travel to a destination, what you invest into your stay, that it, you want it to be the most memorable, fun, relaxing. Everybody's got a, a goal of what they want, an expectation out of their visit, but a stay at a bed and breakfast is so authentic and real, beautiful, you're being taken care of, you have somebody who will help you plan your visit. Um, and again, very, very real and very unique um, experience. But even, you know, you're helping the schools and, you know, so, you know, all of that through investing in tourism and it's tourism month. So I'm just saying, you know, tourism week and all of that. So sorry, I I won't rant, I'll behave, but it's a very true thing. So the bed and breakfast, when we look at where we spend our dollars as uh, consumers, because we do consume, it's always cool if we can go with a small business. So, um, and we do consume mm-hmm. Steve's beer and we do eat those double chocolate chip cookies. Thank you all. <laughs> we do. Uh, and so that's another reason we go to bed and breakfast because the breakfasts are outstanding. Um, and really mm-hmm. they all have baked treats and all kinds. Everybody has a different kind of goodie that you want. And um, if you meet Nancy and I in person, you will understand that we have definitely been to bed and breakfast because now we pet sit so we can walk dogs because we really need to walk as many dogs as far away as we can because we've been we've we've tasted generously. Let's put it that but way. There's, so there's also the one of the most important thing to me about going to a bed and breakfast is the personal touch. Mm-hmm. And I like that mm-hmm. they're not all the same and everything mm-hmm. looks the same. Yeah. You know, I I appreciate yeah. hotels mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And but the cookie cutter thing, the travel in cardboard, it gets really boring. <laughs> yeah, and so it's yeah. really nice that someone can express their own personality in their bed and breakfast by the way they decorate it. Yeah, 
and and interesting. It's really and, more personal, and it's way more interesting. And those of us traveling and and working as we travel, B and Bs are really helpful too. Um, you know, you might as if you're going to travel for work, you know, why not stay in some place that's like home and comfy? You know? Yeah. Seriously. Um. So check that out. All right. So we'll get off our bandwagon. We we always get on our soapbox about this. Can't help it. So so Mike Lynn, I, I want to talk to you jump. about. Go ahead. Get on the soapbox. I Don't go. I, I want to piggyback on. Um, Kathy comment about who doesn't get appreciated. And one of the things that we started doing is, as I said, we, we do a lot of rest at weekends, is we've paired up with um, a Veterans Administration Hospital that's in Battle Creek, which is about 30 minutes away from us, to do respite weekends for caregivers. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, that's seriously nice. injured or disabled veterans. And it is just for them. Mm. Oh, that's uh, really because nice. that is another, you know, legacy of the military. Um, people get injured, they get seriously mm-hmm. injured. And most of the time, the burden of caring for them falls on family members. And um, that's mm-hmm. another sort of silent or, or forgotten um segment of the military population. So we've started doing that um, and and specifically targeting that group of people. That's amazing. For respite weekends. Mm. That's that's amazing because like we're, you know, Nancy and I on our soapbox, when you say it in, in, you you get that personal touch. You do get that Mm -hmm. respite. And and I think, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone who, who needs it, it's, you know, you know, the military and those who are wounded and then the, you know, even the the medical people, you know, all of the work that they've been going through too. Dana, what are you, you're part of the, this veterans lodging program though as well, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm part of that. And then I'm also part of, because we in Kalamazoo, we have a international airport, <laughs> um, Kalamazoo Battle Creek Airport. They participate, there's an organization called Talons Out Honor Flight. And what they do is they um, arrange to fly veterans to Washington, D.C. to visit their memorial at no charge. Mm, wow. And we awesome. provide mm. housing, you know, if, if, they, if they're coming from a long distance, they have to stay overnight before they get on their flight. We're oh, one that's of the. Cool. Uh, lodging options, and we do not charge for that. Um, it's mostly, you know, uh, Korea and Vietnam veterans now, but oh, wow. we have had a couple of um, uh, World War II veterans. Oh, wow. wow. Well, this is this is the thing, too. You know, our military generations are changing, and um, they talk about World War II veterans. It's like the, the last of the great generation, you know, the... Um, mm-hmm. And and I think it's so important that there are all these programs, but then that communities also honor the legacy of their locals who fought in these battles. And um, those are there now. I mean, we've also had, you know, the Gulf War and look at now yeah. where, you know, things are not exactly um, perfect right now, are they? And so our military is always there at the ready and always go. And um I think it's it's so important. I love that Kathleen brings up the family and the spouses, and you know the the you know the moms and and or the husbands um, at home are taking care of the kids, and they do so much. Um, so these programs are so cool. 
Um, I wanted to go over to Judy. Uh, so you're involved in the Veterans Day program too? Yes, yes. We're going to, um, I'm working on signing us up so we get on the website. Awesome. And, awesome. Um, and we also, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, we also offer you know, 10% to military anytime throughout the year. So. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, Michaelin, I know you guys are just getting started with all this, but you're going to be part of the program too over at the Bird and Butterfly Inn? Yes, absolutely. Cool, cool. And I know Steve oh. and Karen, I think this is one of the things we started talking about is not just the baking, but you mm -hmm. guys do the Veterans Day program. You want to tell people how you get involved? Yep, we, we actually do ours as a as a contest. And the reason why we do it that way is because so many people start asking us a year ahead of time. And there's so many people looking to come to Asheville that we just want to make it fair. So we make it as a mm -hmm. contest where everybody throws their name in the hat. And mm -hmm. then we, we just choose a winner. And hopefully they're the ones that can uh, make it because we've had some that had to pass sadly on it. And, uh, and we choose mm -hmm. the next name. Mm -hmm. But that's how awesome. we do it. And Kathleen, you do this as different weekends, right? And at, at the Gillum House. I'm sorry. You do this as different weekends during November, right? At oh, the Gillum I do House. It, um, I do it November nine, ten, and eleven, and I usually just have it as two rooms, so that the they all have uh, a private bathroom, so that mm -hmm. third room is never not rented or I, I should say occupied unless it's somebody that's bringing a, a, the family and then the family gets the um, the two rooms that share the bathroom but um, everybody yeah. needs to realize that we do have uh, the site is left up year round and there is a page on it for your offers your discounts through the year uh, what you do for veterans other than the B&Bs for vets. So that's up year round also. So you do get the publicity year round being on that website. Mm -hmm. And and for mm -hmm. people searching and, to, for yeah, for veteran families and looking mm -hmm. for, hey, you know, who can help me out here with a discount, which is, you know, I, I think it's, it's great that a lot of you are doing that. Um, in closing, um, I want to just re go, go back through everyone and, just touch on when, you know, when people come to your community, um, what is something they can experience? Maybe it's a Veterans Day parade or a memorial park. Is there something they can experience that connects to the military, whether it's a historic site or when you go to Virginia, I mean, the whole state, like I said. Um, but, so there's a lot of different history. So just to give everyone a highlight of what they can experience, because military families do like to go and, and because they have a, a great understanding of the history of America. and um, you know, have a, a penchant for that of going out and seeing these historic sites. And also a lot of times it ties into their family history, which is always interesting about when we get into military history, it does tie in. So I want to start with you, Michaelin, um, over in Jasper, Texas. Um, I do know that your region was really huge, um, especially on the Louisiana side. Now, I'm sorry, touch, crossing over. You've got a lot of military history. You're close to uh, Natchitoches, Louisiana, which is the oldest city in Texas. And then um, you're close to the El Camino Real uh, de los Teos National Historic Trail. And you've got all these historic sites that tie into when you're part of like on the other side of no man's land. And a at one point, Louisiana was part of Texas. So 
All I'm saying is stuff went down <laughs> in her backyard. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a lot of history, but they did the Louisiana maneuvers, which is just a hop over the lake, really. Uh, Toledo Bend area, it's, it's just a hop over. And they did the Louisiana maneuvers there with Jeeps uh, during World War II. And that's part of their training with General Patton. And you've got Fort Polk not far on, on that side, but Let's go back to Texas before I talk too much about Louisiana, but our friends over there will be like cheering me on. But um, Jasper, <laughs> do, do you have any um, anything that people should know about in regards to military history or events? There probably, there probably are some places. And like I said, we've just been here for probably the last yeah. six, eight months. So we're still getting our feet, feet wet and learning, uh, learning our way around the town and the region. Um, you know, south of us, just about three hours, you have Galveston, you've got mm. uh, San Jacinto Monument. So it's a little bit far. It's a long day trip. But if someone was traveling that area, we get a lot of folks who are kind of going from Dallas. They go down to the south of Galveston and then they come back up on the east side because they're heading over to Louisiana or they're heading back north. So there's a, a lot of little places along the way that you can hit that are that are points of interest and you know where we are is so peaceful and quiet we still maintain our home in houston north of the woodlands i mean just mm. south of the woodlands it's just about two hours from there and every time my husband has to go back to our house he says i'm ready to move it's mm. just so peaceful and quiet here and so mm. we've got a we've got a couple that are sitting out on our viewing deck overlooking the river and i don't think they're going to come in the whole day it is just a perfect place to come for mm. for peace and quiet and just to kind of be away from the world and just be able to observe nature and enjoy it. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. I know you have history because you're in Texas and every mile there's a historic marker. Like <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> it's like the pullover uh, state, you know, just pull over. We tried it once and then we realized we're never going to get to you're our never destination. Gonna get where you're going. <laughs> no, exactly. So. So everyone, the bird and butterfly in.com, uh, that is the website to go to, to go check out Mike Lynn and Chuck's uh, butterfly in, a bird and butterfly in, in Jasper, Texas. And now I realize you're more in the South part too. Yeah. There's a lot of history there. Um, yeah. Uh, and then over uh, Dana Underwood over at the Stewart Avenue Inn in Kalamazoo, Michigan. You can take your kazoo when you go to Kalamazoo. I had to say it. <laughs> Sorry. Really it's sickening. Um, where, go to Stewart. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so if I have guests who are at all interested in history or military history, but even history, I send them to the um, Fort Custer um, oh. Training Center, which is about wow. thirty minutes away. Cool. Which was mm -hmm. trained, which trained uh, military personnel for World War One, mm -hmm. uh, World War Two. Um, and for the Korean oh. War, and now it's a um, National Guard training center, but it's got a really interesting history. There are about 30,000-some graves there, including 26 German POWs, because it oh, also wow. has German POWs. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, you know, it's a beautiful parkscape. It's got an interesting museum, and it, it gives you a slice of history that's not battlefield oriented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Cool. You know, and you've got the, the battle of 1812, the war of 1812 in your backyard too, just over a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, just over a lake or two, <laughs> just over a 
like you'll you'll have that too. But it, I mean, you really do. It's fascinating. And um, when you when you talk about POW camps, uh, Michael and you guys have in Texas have POW camps all over. Like I've got a, I've actually got like a booklet that I downloaded from the, a university of POW camps. And Nancy and I go to them. A lot of them are in like community parks now and preserved mm-hmm. that way. But, um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the, the prisoners of war in Texas were taken care of, but they t- actually helped farms back in the day. Yep. Um, the prisoners of war actually went out there and, and worked with farmers. And um, it's it's pretty interesting um, how that all worked. But I want to go over to Kathleen. And again, uh, for Dana's website, it's StuartAvenueIn.com. Uh, it's Kathleen over at the Gillum House, which is GillumHouse.com. Uh, anything we should know about you guys have a parade you sent me photos you got you got a parade going on we have a veterans day parade and the uh, honor guard is from our uh, junior naval rotc we have a veterans memorial that was built by the sons of the american legion Uh, it was all volunteer what they needed actual cash money for. They sold plaques in honor of and in memory of. The Thursday before Memorial Day, the Boy Scouts do a flag retirement ceremony with the flag that flies over that memorial. And they have bags and bags and bags of uh, flags that need to be disposed of properly. And they do that. Veterans Day, the parade, uh, every... Mm -hmm patriotic holiday our lions club puts up american flags lining the main drag through town um we have a 1778 two-story log house that's original on original site Uh, west virginia itself was formed during the civil war uh Mm. they kind of did a back door with it but uh because we needed permission from the mother state so they did a reorganized uh, state of Virginia, and then they are the ones who granted the uh, permission for West Virginia to be formed. We have battlefields in the area. I have a rail trail right next to my house. Um, we have so much history in the state of West Virginia that it isn't even funny. It goes back prior to the Revolutionary War. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I mean, we think the most we've done some things in West Virginia, Harper's Ferry. That's insane. Like that is you are just you're, you're in history. I mean, everywhere you walk is, but it's um, it's a it's a beautiful state. I mean, everywhere we're talking about Virginia is beautiful too. Glen Allen, Virginia. We're going there next. Mm-hmm. Judy uh, over at the Virginia Cliff Inn. So go to vacliffin.com and that's cliff with an E. Um Judy, you want to touch on anything that people can experience in regards to military history? Uh, Richmond, I mean, has their Virginia (laughs) War Memorial. Uh, There's Virginia Beach always does something uh, just an hour and a half away. They always have a big Veterans Day parade. Um, Hanover that we're right next to does a bunch of things. And then Arlington, you know, being an hour and a half away. So, I mean, there's something to find anywhere around exactly you're you're in the hub you're like central yeah um Arlington that's that's really deep um for people to experience so um I want to go back up to Steve and Karen over at the Lion and the Rosebed and Breakfast in the Montford Historic District they have a cool cemetery behind Mm -hmm. their B&B just well Mm -hmm. not right behind their B&B so you 
You, you <laughs> will not get haunted. Um, but, no, you won't. But, uh, Steve, Karen, uh, you want to tell anybody what, what people can experience military history-wise? I mean, Asheville's got crazy history. And one of the best ways, I'd say, to go on the one of the Gray Line trolley tours to learn some of the history, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, um, on that yeah. note, they will, t- they will tell you about a battlefield. It's not much to see. Honestly, we don't have a ton of military history here. Um, the best thing I would say, my favorite spot is, like you mentioned, Riverside Cemetery down the street from us. Um, there's a nice veteran section inside that cemetery. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah, lot of the battlefield history there. Is yeah, the battlefield was a Civil War um, battle that didn't draw any blood, no deaths. Um, the trolley will tell you they just yelled at each other. <laughs> Actually, it's a crazy story, and you have to go on the Gray Line trolley yeah. tour for that. They have a whole history yeah. mm-hmm. mystery story. I like and that. I I would go and participate in that. Yeah, no, because they got they kind of got stuck out there. Like we're going to do this, and they didn't, and they got like they were. Yeah. It, it was. It's a wild story, and um, part of the it is mm-hmm. the history of Asheville is absolutely insane. You've got people buried under your streets in the it's downtown. All over the place. Um, yeah. The church, the oh, yeah. church district uh, is church crazy. Street. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also you've got to think North Carolina about you know the the military that went out everywhere. Um, you know, in the Civil War, yeah. like you were saying. But you know, even when you go to places like Gettysburg, you'll see every state that you know fought in in mm-hmm. the Civil War. Um, yeah, it's sobering, but. Thank you all for joining mm-hmm. us and for what you do for uh, veterans and those in service now and uh, also participating in part of the history as well. So we want to thank everyone for joining us. Again, that website is bnbsforvets.org. All the links that we're talking about are in the show notes. And now we're going to go over to part two. Of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Go ahead. Lisa, can I give you a little bit of a quirky thing about West Virginia and the Civil War? Yeah. The the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is the second largest cut limestone building in the world. Only the uh, Kremlin is larger. They started building Uh it in 1854 when we were in Virginia. It's down in Weston, which at that time was Weston, Virginia. I can't remember exactly when it was completed, but after the Civil War, the state of Virginia sued the state of West Virginia for the cost of building the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, and they won. It is now open for tours. Wow. That's some crazy stuff. Now, that's Steve, politically mm, correct to say that, lunatic that, that's what it was called back then and, and Steve and Karen have one down the street from them in the Montford Historic District and they don't mm-hmm. call it that yep. do they yep but but back then it was a sanitarium I think they called it <laughs> yeah, yours, it was yes. but Zelda Fitzgerald went in there and they, that's when they did yep. the thing on their heads and zapped people's heads they like oh like whatever yes, they did the shock therapy yeah th- thank oh. you yep. Karen thank you for cleaning mm-hmm. um, therapy. Yeah, and and she was waiting in the room next to you know the kitchen area but she was waiting for her turn and that didn't sound mm-hmm. right um and there was a fire in the kitchen and so her and some yes. other girls went running up the steps a fire escape and the fire escape was made out of wood mm-hmm. and there she went yep. and and when you they'll tell you on the gray line trolley tour if you walk by there at times you'll smell burnt hair 
Um, yeah, that's how they learn to give. Creepy. That's how they learn to give women permanence. Oh, stop <laughs> it! Stop it! That was terrible. That's a bad, bad, bad joke, Nancy. All right, so everyone, thank you so much. We're going to be on to part two now. Hey, so now, you know, this is part two of our uh, Big Blend radio show covering bed and breakfast to support the military in service who are in service now, uh, also support military veterans, and also honor those who have served and passed on, uh, because there's many historic sites across our country that honor those who fought in wars, whether it was on the turf now, whether, like, not now, but like the Civil War or the Revolutionary War, or served overseas, like in Afghanistan, uh, maybe uh, Vietnam, Korean War. So there's apparently, sadly, many wars. But we do want to honor and celebrate those who have really put their life on the line. So today's show is all part of our military history programming. We do this every first Monday. We have a military history show that we do with Mike Guardia, who's an amazing and award-winning historian and author of over 25 books on military history. And what he does is he really showcases the people who fought these battles, uh, which is important that we know that these are people, not just numbers of troops, right? People. And that's really what this show is about uh, today. So this is part two. And we love to go to bed and breakfast. We get on our stomping grounds about them as you travel and want a real unique and authentic experience A bed and breakfast is the way to go. And one of our favorite ones is Tiffany's uh, bed and breakfast. If you're going to have breakfast, you might as well do it at Tiffany's and do it out in nature. Tiffany's bed and breakfast is just outside Hot Springs in a town called Bismarck. Basically, the town is part of their property, really. Um, I don't think Bismarck would actually be in existence without their property because it's got some mining history. And you can go to their website, tiffanysbedandbreakfast.com. So welcome back, Tiffany. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. Nancy and I miss you, and we know we're going to see you soon uh, this we summer. Can't wait. coming. Oh, man, we, it's like an annual thing. It's like the annual trip yes. to, to <laughs> Tiffany's. Um, but isn't it true that like the, mi- the mine on your property, which isn't something, you know, you don't go scrambling out there if you don't know what you're doing. But the, that mine <laughs> is pretty much the namesake of Bismarck, right? Um, it's, it's the namesake of the little area called Point Cedar. It was called the Point Cedar Mine. Um, and there's oh, not come much on, take the name, other take than... the name. <laughs> <laughs> I try to give it to you in my podcasting powers. She just had to be honest. <laughs> we just got to be modest. <laughs> oh, no, but it's beautiful. So it was little point, point Cedar. Point Cedar was the main uh-huh. name. Yeah, huh. point, point Cedar Mine. And it was copper, lead and silver mine and quite quite the operation back around the turn of the century you would never know it when you go to your property you've got mm-hmm. how many acres of just trails 62. And, yeah i was gonna say 60 and yeah okay so i i was scared there you know i could get it wrong again you were but like you were right 60 acres and we know nancy and i've walked there with bob 
uh, and oi uh-huh. to Bob and, and Buddy. Oh, oi. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> Everybody has to go to see Buddy the dog, too. Um, oh, yes. And kittens. But um, hiking that you would never know. And so I want to just touch on that. And everyone, and Tiffany's been in breakfast.com, that that's kind of like, I think, for a military family, a couple who need to reunite mm-hmm. after many you know, months or maybe even a couple of years mm-hmm. need to get away. Do you find that you're a respite for them to just kind of breathe out, be in nature, not so overwhelmed in the hustle bustle of life? Yes. And um, there's no self-service unless you connect to Wi-Fi. So no distractions. Um, we even keep the TVs out of rooms so couples can actually talk to one another. And it's it's amazing. Some of the couples come here and they check in and where's the TV? And we say, there is none. What are we going to do? And at the end of the weekend or their end of their stay, they say, do you know, we actually talk to one another this weekend. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, it's really amazing how many people are so appreciative of be, being able to reconnect because technology is not in the way. Hey, listen, you can even go digging for diamonds. And not exactly. talking about picking your nose. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, but you can even go digging for diamonds, literally. Um, and, and, you know, Tiffany's backyard, she's got hot springs in the backyard. You can go soak in the spas and the hot tubs and enjoy, literally enjoy the hot springs. Uh, hot Springs National Park is actually in a town, city, hot springs. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's the only national park with a brewery. So I encourage you to go. But I, I do want to talk about springs. Go to our next springy destination, which is Eureka Springs. And we've got Susan Harmon joining us from the Five Ojo Inn. So that is the number five and then OJO.com. That's the website you want to go to. And so welcome, Susan. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Hey, it sounds like you have like another like peaceful setting you know, going on your website and it just seems gardens, you know, wildlife, nature. Um, this is a place for people to also have a respite. We do. Uh, we have, uh, there are actually four buildings that make up the inn and we're on what they call the historic loop of Eureka Springs. So it's, it's like being in a neighborhood away from downtown. So mm. we've got about an acre and a half of property. Uh, the back of our property is basically all wooded, so you don't see houses behind you. You don't see the neighbors, you, you know, things like that. So um, it is, um, it's very beautiful and green right now. So it's it's really, really pretty right now, this time of the year. So how far are you from Tiffany, who's near Hot Springs? Like, where are you in the state of, the, the natural state of Arkansas? So we are uh, about an hour in the middle between Fayetteville, Bentonville, and mm-hmm. Branson, Missouri. We've so driven an hour each town. way. Yeah. Yep, an hour each way, and you can go to either one of those locations. Most people come here, you know, obviously for a few days, but every once in a while they'll want to go to uh, Bentonville, Fayetteville, or they'll drive up to Branson for the day. So there's a lot to do within an hour of Eureka Springs, besides the things that are in Eureka Springs, of course. You have some crazy architecture. I mean, look at that building like in the middle of the street. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. what is that downtown, like, it's like, wow, you, I've, I've seen some of them like in Connecticut and, and I think I've been through your town just because of that building downtown that I know, like, I think, wow. I think the one that you're talking about is probably the Flatiron uh, building downtown, but um, Eureka Springs was uh, founded in, I think it became a town in, on July 4th of 1879. So oh, wow. That's patriotic. It, yeah. It's been called many, many times Little Switzerland because of the hills in the landscape. And then the architecture was the Victorian architecture. So uh, lots of wood homes, no one home exactly the same. And then downtown, the, the building you're talking about, what happened was over the years uh, when the the town first formed, they had several fires because they were wood buildings. And so what they did then is they they decided to build several of those buildings downtown out of granite. So that's one of those old stone buildings that's been there forever. Mm. It's beautiful, though, when you look at it, all the detail and the architecture. Yes. And, but you also have some historic sites, you know, Tiffany's out there by Hot Springs National Park. Which has, listen, there, Arkansas has some cool military history and battlefields and Hot Springs has some, you know, mafia stuff going on. I'm just saying, Tiffany, <laughs> you do. Right. It is you what it some, is. You have some crazy <laughs> history, but um, in reading some of your history, you have a, a national military park that uh, I know Nancy and I need to go to, the Pea Ridge National Military Park, but Pea Ridge is actually really a significant piece of history that that went down there. So for military veterans and those in service now, I think they're going to find that quite an interesting place to go from if they stay with you. Yes, yeah, so we've had quite a few people that have uh, actually gone down there and visited the park itself. It's about a, I'm going to say about a 30 to 40 minute drive from where we are. So it's closer um as if you were driving towards Fayetteville, uh, Bentonville area, but it's a beautiful park. Um, it's obviously kept up really well because it's a national park. There's a museum there. And of course, you know, uh, you can see some of the different uh, things like cannons and things like that out, uh, out on the grounds as well. But it's really, uh, it's a really nice park. Mm. Now you also have a Doughboy statue. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that? So the Doughboy um, has been down in Basin Park, I, I believe it was 1929, and that statue has stood there since then. Originally, wow. when they first, if I believe, if I remember correctly from the uh, reading the information, I think they started raising funds for it in 1919. So it is a memorial to all wars, um, but that Doughboy is down in Basin Park and it's still there today. Oh, wow. Wow. And that's like, but also World War One history, which I think is mm -hmm. something we forget about, too. You know, it's kind of like the yeah. Korean War gets forgotten about behind the shadow of the Vietnam War. You know, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. Tiffany, is there military history I haven't touched on for Hot Springs and Bismarck area? Um, um, from... Hot Springs does have a Veterans Memorial um, Park. Um, that's really neat. Um, they do a Veterans Day service every year there, um, and they recognize it's a 
beautiful monument. There's an old tank um, set up there, and um, it just honors all the branches of service. Mm. It's important. And hot, you know, hot springs and then Little Rock, you know, which isn't that far from you, has, Mm -hmm. I mean, some cemeteries. I just want to tell people, go to some cemeteries. That's probably some of the most sobering places to go. Um, Right. And Little Rock has a veteran cemetery. Also, Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, And then there's um, Mount Holly, I think we went to. And it, it just, you could spend days in cemeteries. It's so peaceful, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> I don't mean that like funny, but it is peaceful. And mm-hmm. and we also need to all look at keeping up these cemeteries, be it military Absolutely. or not. And that is a problem we have across the country is maintaining our cemeteries. And so that people can rest in peace. And I know a lot of master gardeners take care of the cemeteries and there's associations, but we have been to cemeteries that are literally so underfunded and have issues to keep them clean, take care of the actual tombstones, um, and also to have the funding to actually find places that are rested, people who are rested within the grounds that you can't find the tombstones. Like you need to do laser and all kinds of things, laser technology and uh, what have you to find them. And then there's unknown people that are buried in cemeteries too. And so there's a lot of history in these places. And I just, I, I, I wanted, I would do a cemetery show every month if I could, maybe I can (laughs) actually, you know, because we do have these places that are set up for this, and um, it's it's like our parks. We need to keep them funded and taken care of, and it's um, through this kind of uh, promotion and conversation, and you know that maybe we can get them taken care of. Um, you know, Tiffany, I think Hot Springs has some interesting graveyards. I don't know. I. I do you have a graveyard on your property since you have a mine? You don't tell me that you not, do because not that we know of. No, could be haunted, <laughs> right? But sixty acres. How many rooms do you have? Like, tell everybody that. How many rooms? Just three, so it's nice and quiet and peaceful, and we never have a crowd. Oh, oh that's and I'm. You don't. You don't have a crowd, but I'm you're sitting, so quick to hot springs. At just fourteen miles from Hot Springs. 45 minutes from the diamond mine, the only one in the country that you can search for diamonds and keep the ones you find. I want that. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the window right now looking at rose-breasted grosbeaks and indigo mm-hmm. buntings and cardinals and it's just indigo buntings. Why were they buntings? They're one of my favorites. You are you really you have indigo really? buntings and you're just sitting there we talking do. about it like yeah, we just yep. have indigo buntings. Are you yeah, kidding me? I was up cleaning one of our rooms today, and there's three sitting in the tree right what? outside the window. <laughs> okay, well, uh, apparently we've been visiting you at different times, and we need to come revisit. But then the first time we visited, you had bar owls and their babies training their babies yeah, to hunt. So- with fireflies i mean (laughs) so like i don't care it doesn't matter what time you go it's awesome 
So I want to go, Susan, what's going on in your backyard? Do you have indigo buntings? Do we have bird life? Do we have butterflies? Like, we let, have, let's have we a have competition a here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really. I, I heard you say flat fireflies. And when we moved here, um, we, we'll be starting our 10th year in November. And when we moved here, you know, we, we moved from Fort Worth, Texas. That's not where we grew up, but that was the last place that we had lived prior to uh, mm. Eureka Springs. And I remember going outside and you could see the stars and we had fireflies and it was just, it, you know, you, you, you forget about those things when you live in a city and it's nice <laughs> to be able to see those things again in a small town. Mm. Yeah. We just drove through Fort Worth, like maybe two miles a minute. Like it just, it, it, yeah, it's very busy, isn't it? Lots of people, it, lots of cars and lots of cement. Yeah, we we kind of were on the slow train through Fort Worth and Dallas, and we thought it's on a Sunday; it'll be easy. Hmm. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't happen. And uh, then we zoomed on by through Arkansas real quick, and I'm, you know, Nancy and I are waving out the window. Didn't even stop to say hi, Tiffany and Bob. Yeah, but (laughs) we were so because Dallas took us down, man. That traffic in Dallas, Fort Worth wasn't as bad, but Dallas took us down, and we're like, no, we got to keep going. And we're like waving. We almost brought you a cat from a rest area. So Tiffany, maybe (laughs) you're glad we didn't, because I, I was so close to messaging you saying there's a cat at a rest area that needs a home. So I think you're probably glad we didn't come. I know, but uh, Susan, Susan, um, you know, Eureka Springs, I mean, that's kind of a name. So you have hot springs there too. Like they went literally went Eureka, like they did in in California when they found gold. (laughs) What happened? um, There are no hot springs in Eureka Springs. So it is the mineral springs. So it's, you know, cold, cold water. No, that's nice though. Yeah, so Hot Springs has the Hot Springs. We have just the regular springs, but um, there are tons of them all over Eureka Springs. And um, we've got one that's called Magnetic Springs. Apparently, you're supposed to be able to put metal in it, and it's supposed to magnetize it. Of course, then we've got all of the other ones around town that have the minerals in it. And of course, they, you know, back in the day, they were supposed to heal you so it was things like pink eye kidney disease things like that but people drank it instead of bathed in it like they did in hot springs Hmm. but i think mineral springs are really there see you guys have the balance i mean you want to cool off in the summer too right they have the mineral (laughs) springs right it's like so it's like the fountain fountain of youth hot or cold (laughs) yeah you know what i mean yeah you guys are balancing each other out. I like this. I like this. So, so can you go in the water now in Eureka Springs? So most of the springs are small. So um, the the landscape here, obviously, we're in the Ozark Mountains, and there's rock everywhere. So mm. you dig down maybe about a foot into the ground, and you hit rock. So there's water traveling all over within that rock in the ground. So. There's one really large spring in town. It's called, well, it's on the outskirts of town, but it's Blue Spring. And that's the biggest one. And that, that is, if, if you go online, it's Blue Spring Heritage Center. And that's probably the biggest one that you're going to see. The rest mm. of them, you might see them where, you know, it's just a little 
kind of a little, I don't want to say puddle, but um, just a small little area coming, water coming in between rocks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it also depends on what time of the year it is, because, you know, in the springtime when we have more water or more rain, then you see more of them flowing than you would maybe like during August. But the the city has mapped out uh, springs all over town. So there are, I don't know, 30 to 40 little springs that are identified throughout Eureka Springs. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, that's interesting because Hot Springs has it downtown, and but like Hot Springs National Park. I mean, Tiffany, you have hiking trails all over there. You got the Watchtower. Oh gosh, yes. Well, not the Watchtower. That the, it's like the Space Needle of Seattle, like <laughs> yeah, in the middle of Hot Springs National Park. The Watchtower the sounds like you're in the prison. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, way better than the Watchtower. The Watchtower sounds like we're <laughs> like going to prison or something. Uh, we don't want that. But um, yeah, well, actually, you know. actually, I think it started out as a fire watchtower. Oh, that makes sense because of all the forests that you have. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, but I remember driving up this drive, like you could see the view of all of Hot Springs and mm-hmm. forest and you could see the the tower. I'm just going to call it the tower now. But these gazebos were the these ornate gazebos and what's fine it's like really interesting as we travel like through all these national park sites it happened in um chickasaw oklahoma they have springs too and they have these ornate gazebos in these areas of water of springs these ornate gazebos that go next to them i don't know what what's going on in history i'm gonna have to contact a historian about that kind of thing but i've noticed that there's this precedence of these ornate buildings and here's the spring i think because it's a gathering place right so maybe baptisms and like you know spiritual and religious things go on gathering spots and special events for communities happen at these water sources because i mean we all gathered you know humanity society groups around water so it's kind of interesting right yeah, mm-hmm. so it's interesting about the two of you, and and I want to get back to the veterans part of it. But before I get there, I I have to go to the Ojo, uh, Ojo, uh, Ojo or Ojo, depending on where you come from. Susan, can you tell us what Ojo is about? To me, that's that's a very southwestern term, or you know, Spanish Mexicans term. Yeah, uh, what is Ojo or Ojo? <laughs> It got your mojo rising. <laughs> <laughs> the the building that originally um, started out as being the bed and breakfast was the address was five Oho Street. Mm. When the town first started, the couple that that built the original building um, where the bed and breakfast started, she was Spanish. They had moved here from, uh, I believe, Wichita, Kansas. And if if you if you were here, you would understand what I'm saying. But we are sitting on the highest elevation in Eureka Springs. So at that time, her husband was he came to Eureka to start a lumber yard. And of course, back in the day when the town was first starting. They were cutting all of these trees to build these homes. 
Well, she decided that she was going to name the street in front of the home that they built. She named it Ojo Street, and she was Spanish, so of course it was Ojo at that time. The story that we've been told is that the reason why she named it Ojo Street was for the view. So Ojo in Spanish is I. Mm -hmm. Years down the road, at that time, when she named the street, the house was not within the city limits. And of course, like every other town in the U.S. and oh. all over the world, the city eventually caught up to, you know, those areas that were outside the city limits. And so that street, Oho Street, is still on all of the maps, but the house number became five. And the individuals that purchased the bed and breakfast and began the bed and breakfast back in 85 named it Five Oho Inn. Oh. So. That's where the name comes from. I like, I love it. That makes sense. Doesn't it? I mean, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I, I know you're from Texas and, you know, we lived in Tucson and Southern California. And so, oh, I was like, Ooh, I feel at home, you know, but, mm -hmm. but it's kind of interesting because there's also such uh, Mexican and Spanish history that ties Louisiana and Arkansas to the Southwest. So when we always talk about the South, I always go like, like, I kind of need to put that and Texas in there. You know what I mean? It's like, I, right. I know that we have, it, and it really goes by region of war, like region and war and time timelines of the wars of who owned what, when, right? But I feel like we can take from Louisiana all the way through to California as the South, but that's not what people say. I'm in Maryland today and people will say Maryland is part of the South. And I go, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but when it comes to history, it is. So it's very interesting yeah. to me. Um, let's talk a little bit about the veterans day programs and also baking for troops. So Tiffany, we know you can bake Nancy and I know, and I know Bob <laughs> bakes too. Tell us, and we know you make the most amazing breakfast. We are so lucky that we've stayed with you. Um, everyone, Tiffany's bedandbreakfast.com. You must go there. You must. Otherwise, Nancy and I will chase you around the country. Um, so tell us a little bit about this baking program. And because you gathered the troops, it's not just baking, but you're also sending supplies to those in service out in the field right now. Yes. Um, this started in um, 2020, I believe, and it was just a way for innkeepers to do something while we were kind of almost shut down. Uh, May is Military Appreciation Month, so a group of innkeepers got together and um, joined up with an organization called Soldiers Angels. Um, Soldiers Angels has different teams. They have an angel bakers team. They have a group that um, sends cards. They have a group that supports military chaplains. There's all kinds of different um, programs that they have going on. But um, so we joined up with the angel bakers and um, the angel bakers actually send a box of baked goods um, to a deployed service member once a month. Um, the in support of our troops is just a one time a year deal, but, um, we went ahead, we thought it was such a great program. We went ahead and joined up. So we've been with soldiers angels for, oh gosh, 
at least two full years sending a box every month. We'll send, we send one pan of our famous brownies to them. Um, They are famous. Typically they are. You get, you get a pan when you check in. I'm coming. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But we'll send a pan of brownies. um, Typically a couple batches of cookies. We might do some like, you know, a homemade Tex Mix or just, any anything homemade um mm. and then to fill fill in the rest of the box and kind of keep it from breaking up um we send other supplies as well um just to give these deployed service members a taste of home literally oh. <laughs> that that's amazing you know and so i want to go to you susan what's happening did you bake are you still baking what what's happening for you right now we are, we are still baking. Um, so uh, yesterday, the reason why I noticed that, or the reason why we inquired about this program is because of the Facebook group for bed and breakfast around the world. And so I'd seen oh. the post on there and I had told my husband, Tom, about it. I don't know. It was probably a couple weeks ago. And anyway, Fast forward to yesterday, I forgot about it because you know how you get busy and you start doing other things and, and, and life. No, I have no clue. From you. <laughs> no clue at all. So, Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, but uh, Tom makes all of our cookies. And so he decided yesterday was the day he was going to make cookies for the transit center. So, um, maybe like three times a year or so we'll make a, a, a bunch of cookies for the trolley drivers. So in Eureka Springs, we have a, a transit center and there are trolleys that drive all over town and guests can hop on them and hop off and, and whatever. So anyway, the guy, we always wave at the guys on the, uh, on the trolleys and we started making cookies for them several years ago. And so anyway, he was making these cookies and I thought, Oh my gosh, Tom said something about, do you still want to do the cookies for the, the deployed soldiers? And I, I thought, I forgot all about that. <laughs> so I went back through all of the posts. I found it. And of course, then obviously yesterday you got my email. But I thought we make cookies for the guys here in town, a lot of different groups. So why not do this too? So that's how we found out about it. That's awesome. That's all, But I love this connectivity of this. You know, in part one, we talked about um, the importance of small business and bed and breakfast days. And really, I think our country needs to unite like what you're talking about. You know, these Facebook groups, the associations. Um, You know, I got I got an email this this morning um, from Kathleen from the Gillum House uh, Bed and Breakfast, who really is very involved in veteran uh, programs for through B&B's bed and breakfast and she was just wanted to make sure that the so we told everybody the association of lodging professionals known as ALP is once again the sponsor of bed and breakfast for vets and they provide the website and hosting as well as any other support needed especially trying to get everybody inclusive on this and um, that's something we were talking about on the show is everybody coming together and this is something you know I think it's important when we all look at it in business as a whole and as travelers to look at what people are doing. You know, how can we support 
the smaller places that um, often get overlooked. I mean, I hate to say this, but a lot of times, you know, we do, we travel full time, Nancy and I, and we do travel podcasts and we interview visitor bureaus and destination organizations. But a lot of times they're like, we have this new resort coming in and we're going, what about the bed and breakfast? And it's (laughs) kind of a, I'm just saying, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, right? Tiffany, you know, I just got, we just put a nail in our coffin, I'm not going to get you in trouble for it. You know, you know, (laughs) we just did, right? I just did. Nancy's going, you got to shut up. No, but that's the truth. It's about small business coming together. And when you do unite, you can do good things. Just like Susan, how you were talking about it. Um, This, you know, whether it's a Facebook group or an association, um, you can come together to make really good things happen. And our veterans are important. Our service men and women that are out there in the field are important. And then remembering, you know, the families are part of it. And I think that's cool. Um, Tiffany, you not only bake, but you also do the veterans uh, lodging program. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do for that? And I do want to give out that one website and I'm trying to find it. I think I copied and pasted something wrong here, but tell everybody a little bit about that program uh, with what you do. It's called B&Bs for Vets. Um, It was actually started by Kathleen at Gillum House in West Virginia. Um, And it's, yes, every in that participates um, gives at least one free room to a veteran um, on Veterans Day, just as a thank you. Um, Kathleen's real purpose of it was to kind of honor the spouses of the service people as well, because they do get overlooked. So she wanted the spouse to be able to get away and have some one-on-one time, um, as a couple. Um, and we just, that was the first veterans program that we found and just fell in love with it. Bob's an Air Force veteran and, he was in during the Vietnam oh. years, and um, he tells about how they were not very well received when they came back. So, can't fix that, but we kind of, this is kind of our way of paying it forward and thanking the service members now for their service. I think that's amazing. So, you do the program, and then, Susan, with your B&B, you're doing a dis- discount program, right? Correct. So when we purchased the inn, um, I'm not sure if the previous owners had it or not, but we do a 10% discount for anyone who is retired or active. And um, we not only do it for uh, service members, but we also do it for police and fire as well. Oh, wow. So anybody in the armed service, armed forces. Correct. Basically, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's awesome. I yeah. love looking at your website, by the way. I want to go canoeing down oh, that you. river. What is that? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. I'm like, it's, I'm it's sorry. I got the... distracted by your website. Yeah. The great <laughs> radio the, host. The here. Kings River or the White River. Everyone, 5oho.com. And I want you all to say, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it just feels good. Yeah. It's the number five and it's O-J-O. So 5oho.com is the website. And then Tiffany's Bed and Breakfast. Listen, there. I know there's breakfast at Tiffany's and it's a great uh, show, but, um, uh, or a song, I should say. 
Listen, we we did a whole thing on you, Tiffany, on our show the other day. <laughs> yep. Well, we had to. It was a music thing. It was a music thing. And I'm like, if you're going to have breakfast, you have to go to Tiffany's. And it was when Supertramp released, you know, Breakfast at Tiffany's. And then anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll go into a whole thing on that. But um, <laughs> I think you think you're dating yourself. Listen, I'm I'm, oh, I'm I'm younger than that, but I'm I'm a Tiffany knows Tiffany and Bob know they know I'm old in music, right? Tiffany, you know that I'm old yeah, in music. You're an old yeah. soul. I'm an old soul. Thank <laughs> hey, you. Lisa, That's the um the website for B and B's for vets. Yes, is B and B's for vets dot org. Thank you so much because something went wonky on my notes. Thank you. Everybody needs to know that. Can you say it again? B and B's for vets.org. Dot org. B and B's for vets.org. Thank you. Thank you. Tiffany knows. You are welcome. Everybody, uh, this is such cool things. Thank you so much, uh, Tiffany and Susan, for joining us on the Thank show. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so glad we could do part two. So glad that all these B and B's are doing so much for our veterans and uh, current active military servicemen and women, and then also looking at what happens in your community. Uh, before you go, uh, Susan, we talked about some of the historic sites in your, your community, but uh, you also have a look at events. You have a veterans parade, right? That, that happens every year. We do. So that happens every year. Um, Eureka Springs has about 2,000 people. So it's a small town. Um, but every year there is a veterans parade and, um, you know, just gives the community a chance to come out and honor those. Oh, that's awesome. And small towns are cool. We want that. Yeah. Hmm. And then, you know, but then they kick us, Nancy and I out later, but anyway, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but Tiffany, Tiffany, um, hot springs, does your region, or is it patriotic? Do they do a veterans parade or Memorial day events? They don't have a veterans parade but um we do have the um veterans day service um and then memorial day we have the annual fireworks on the lake which happens every year oh that's cool for folks to know yeah yeah that's very cool very cool well thank you ladies for joining us again tiffany's bed and breakfast.com five oho.com i'm just gonna say oho all day long now and, uh, of course, keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. And for those who serve, uh, husbands and wives, the spouses, families, kids, the brats, thank you for what you do for our country and for those who need peace where they live. Thank you all so much for joining us. Take care.